Mendocino County Remembered. Oral histories collected and published under the auspices of the Mendocino Historical Society for the American Bicentennial in 1976. Read by Linda Pack. Today, from Mina, north of Covalo, the recollections of Laura Reed McKinley, born 1891. In 1881, my grandfather, John Wesley Ellingwood, who lived in Vermont, came around the Horn by boat to San Francisco. He then went by boat to Eureka and settled in Freshwater, Humboldt County, followed by his family a few years later. When I was two and a half, my parents, my grandparents, my sister and I moved to the mountains of Mendocino County, where my grandfather and my father filed on claims where Mina is now settled. They had to go to Ukiah to file, which was a four-day trip, one day. It took six days to move from Freshwater to Mina. We had a big wagon with four horses, a spring wagon with two horses, a one-horse buggy, three colts, and all our worldly belongings. Those were hard days and harder nights, sleeping on the ground, cooking our meals over a campfire. We had ham, bacon, eggs, and fried potatoes and onions. I'll never forget how good they tasted. We had to bake enough bread before we left to last the whole trip, as there were no bakeries along the way. My grandfather went before us and had his cabin finished when we arrived. I can remember when we pulled up in front of his cabin and hearing my mother say, Here we are and my grandfather standing in the door to greet us. Grandfather Ellingwood was up in years when he came to the mountains, but he was of hard-working pioneer stock. His claim and cabin was west of the county road at Mina, and he also planted an orchard. He built a flume of hollowed-out poles to bring water to the cabin. Now, there was a good log cabin on the claim my father filed on. He paid Vess Palmer, a neighbor, five dollars for it, and we moved into it. He gave us a dog, warned my mother to keep the children close as there were cats around. George White, the cattle king of Mendocino County, controlled most of the land where father and grandfather homesteaded. Most of the homesteaders had sold out to White as soon as they received their patents. Homesteaders were unwelcome and often were frightened off or disappeared. Our claim had previously been filed on by a man named Howard. He and his son-in-law disappeared and the remaining large family moved away. The suspicion was that the men were killed to get rid of them. My father was energetic in helping the community over the years. He headed hog drives among the neighbors, rounding up all the hogs, wild and otherwise, driving them to the railroad where he took charge of the shipping, riding the train to the stockyards, then paying off the owners with proceeds. He long suffered from stomach trouble, and even when traveling on horseback, he often carried clabbered milk for food. When he was out of the country on business, he would send word ahead to have one of my brothers meet him at the railroad with horses. Our closest access to the railroad was either Ramsey or Island Mountain, both over ten miles away. It meant crossing the Eel River going and coming, whether it was high or not. In 1915 or 16, one of our neighbors, uh, Mr. Hunt, passed away during a heavy snowstorm. He was quite old and a Civil War veteran. He and his wife were very ill, and when he died, they put his body in the snow and kept it for about a week. 
He had wanted to be buried on top of a steep hill, and my father came home and took the baseboards off our cabin to make a casket, and mother took down the curtains to make a shroud. The neighbors had a hard time getting the body up the hill, but they took him up there and buried him. Elmer Norgard dug the grave, and he said it was almost solid rock. Charlie Myers took flowers to that grave every decoration day. In 1917 and 18, my father built the big house at Mina. It had ten rooms with the post office, store, and sheds behind it. My brother hauled the lumber to build it from Zeke's Mill in Hull's Valley. Twenty wagon loads with a four-horse team. The house was a landmark and a stopping place for many years till it burned in a snowstorm in 1933. As people do in the country, everybody pitched in and helped. The neighbors sent us everything they could spare in the way of food and clothing during this hard storm when we couldn't get out for a month due to the snow. You've been listening to the recollections of Laura Reed McKinley. To learn more about Mendocino's rich past, visit any of our county's many excellent museums and historical societies. Go to CaliforniaHistoricalSociety.org for a complete listing. Mendocino County Remembered is produced by Mary Eigner and Linda Pack for KZYX and Z.